I hate kids. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. Despise really. kids. Kids are disgusting. They snot-nosed brats. Hello and welcome to Core Communication, a Core Legaya podcast of conversations from Pasa's 2020 interns. I'm one of today's hosts, Yoel. I'm Chloe. I'm Serena. And today we're going to be talking about kids. So preliminary question, um, do I sleep with socks? It depends on the sock. But Yes. <laughs> so, so I get you, cold. Free it, right, right. And especially now, it's really cold. Yeah, I I just always slept with 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 socks. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because when I sleep, I I like to have my feet out in like the air because sometimes it gets too hot. So mm-hmm. then it's just like the optimal temperature. Wait, you gotta do. Do you have your foot off of your bed, or you just like have it out on your bed? No, it's just like okay. I'm gonna show you guys because you guys can see. Um, <laughs> so so like. So you guys see the blanket, right? It's covering my feet, but when I sleep, it's just out, <laughs> like high. Okay, at least you don't put it over, like just like out on like the bed because no, that's scary. I feel like somebody's that gonna like, sound grab my foot. That doesn't sound comfortable. The toe monster <laughs> is gonna come out and grab you. Exactly, it happens, you know. Okay. But any about toes, <laughs> not about toes, about, about socks, toes. about socks, about <laughs> socks. <laughs> I can't, Serena, can you walk around the house without socks? I I don't personally like it because I don't like feel like, because I have hardwood floors, so mm. I feel like, like you have to sweep that every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't like the feeling of like dirt on my feet. Yeah. So. For even more protection, I wear slippers. <clears throat> so like socks, slippers, and then I just walk around the house. Yeah, me too. I grew up my entire life wearing socks in the house. I went to my cousin's house in Stockton. They're like, why do you always wear socks? I'm like, is the, the ground is dirty, bro. I, I don't yeah, know why it's, it's a weird so thing. Gross. Yeah, like. I don't know why it's weird either, because if you go to somebody's house, like, because especially when there's parties and then they have hardwood floors and some people wear their shoes and then, like, you're just going to go barefoot Ooh. on what they're walking on and then they have, like, dirt. It's like, Ooh. no, I need socks, bro. I don't understand. I can't imagine that. Like, when you think about, like, kids, I don't know why. They just don't like shoes. Like, immediately when they get into someone's house, they, like, rip off their shoes and yeah. I'm just like, that's disgusting to put their socks everywhere (laughs) one of them was across the room one of them was on the ceiling fan like what do you do how'd you get how to get up there (laughs) kids be doing the weirdest things very good but enough about sockies and on to the kids but before we talk about kids we need to talk about our own childhoods right so um in terms of um realities because I'm sure some of us will have similarities, but something in our on our own upbringings will baffle someone else's. Our realities are different, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, who wants to start with like a general outlook on their upbringing, like from being raised to 
uh, certain things to live by. I think I was a wild kid. Like I was very wild. Like everybody in my family was like, yeah, like I guess when I was younger, um, you know, those like those cots, like for, for kids that are supposed to sleep in or play in when uh-huh. like the parents are like doing dishes or something. Um, like my family had to like reinforce that because I guess I would climb out of it. I remember climbing oh. out of it too. So like they would literally like a prison, like they would have to put like a box on top of it so I wouldn't <laughs> climb out. And yeah, I, I was just a mess. I still am a mess, but like You're not I, climbing fences I, anymore. No, I don't think I can <laughs> climb fences no more. I was that was a I don't think I can ever do that. But yeah, I was a wild kid. Like I like I would cry if I didn't get my way. I still do. <laughs> but, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, for me, it's kind of all over the all over the place. I was kind of a no, nah, I was a brat. I'll just be straight up. I was a brat. I was very forward when um people would like talk to me and <laughs> I'm ashamed of it, but like if I was really like tired or like if somebody was like especially adults, if they were they kept bugging me. <laughs> I would be like, you're ugly because I oh. just want them to leave me alone. <laughs> I, I'm so ashamed of this. But it's like, it's the truth. I had to face it. But yeah, oh. growing up, I was just like very straight up. It was like, I don't like you or you're mean. Like, I'll just say it straight up with like no hesitation. And that's something that I, <laughs> my parents had to work really hard on to like keep me quiet. And I'm like, I was a very good listener too. So like, if I heard like any secrets or like rumors, bro, best believe I'm gonna say it. <laughs> and then, and then it's like I wasn't supposed to. And then I just get in big trouble. Uh, so yeah, I was like a chismosa since day one. And um, just most that it's like um, fudge. What's the English gossiper? Like um. I was like a gossiper at a very young age, and um, yeah. So my parents had to raise me to like keep my mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> and like control what I say, and um, also like because I was raised with like two different languages, because it's like I had like the dialogue. And then I had English, and, like, sometimes I'd mix it up at school, so mm-hmm. I got, like, in trouble for that. And, um, I don't know, just, like, growing up, I remember my parents were very, uh, they were very strict, and then they always talked about money with me at a very young age, and about real stuff, like, birds and bees, I I think that's what it's, like, called, is like I had that like, as the kids say the yeah, talk the with say. them at a very young age. Yeah. Like yeah. I had a I had like the talk really early. I was like I think I was like six and my parents mm. had the talk with me about like puberty and stuff. And they were very real with me and open, so I kinda learned to be that way too. And on top of that, they would teach me to, you know, tell if I was in trouble, just you know, rip the band-aid off, don't sugarcoat anything, just be straight up. Mm. And then uh, financial stuff too, like they told me, never ask for money and never take money that's offered to you and just keep resisting. I don't know. There's like, 
when you asked us those questions, those were like the topics that came into mind. So, mm. yeah. What about you, Joel? My turn, my turn, my turn. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, I was terrible. I was... I, I was like one of the, I was the I was the bully, but when you could bully someone, no, no it's, it's it's the bully who bullies people but can't be bullied back, or else he'll start crying. Uh, okay. So I was I was a soft bully. It's like I would I would punch gotcha. people. I would call people names, but the moment you turn on me, I would cry. <laughs> like I have I was I I still am sensitive. I'm hella sensitive, but it's okay. I, was, I feel you. I feel you. I'm hella sensitive too. There's nothing but, wrong um, with being sensitive. I like that. Yeah. Well, when you cry <laughs> at like every like every left turn, it's not good. But uh, I, I was a brat. I was a. I was a perpetual hey, liar. Boat. I was a perpetual <laughs> oh, okay, liar, no. and I was low key <laughs> no, no, spoiled. No, no. I was low key. Spo- <laughs> I was moderately spoiled. So my lying was so bad that like I lied about everything, from so. So like a like a pathological liar? Kind of. I think I'm a terrible person because of that. Anyway, um, yeah, I lied. I got punished a lot. But it's almost like I didn't see it coming. Like I lied knowing I'd get hit. Or punished. Disciplined. I was disciplined. I wasn't like beat. I was disciplined. Um, uh, you guys this this brings up like like when I hear you guys' answers, I like start thinking uh-huh. like more and more. Mm-hmm. Because I was a bad kid. So like I don't want to say like I got beat, but it was like disciplined. Often, but it's often. Yeah, so like that, no, it was like it very often. Bad. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's it's just like like do y'all have siblings? Yeah. 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 So like me and my sister would fight like cats and dogs, you know, mm-hmm. like like all the time, oh. and like obviously like your parents don't want you to fight, but like because we fought and it was. Like, when I think about it now, like, we're so embarrassing. Like, we would fight in public, you know, and, like, my parents would get mad at that. And then, like, obviously, like, they'd, like, yell and stuff. And I was like, like, what's the problem? Like, I don't get it. Like, why are you yelling at me? But, yeah, I, I feel it. Like, I was I was very disciplined. I was yelled a lot. But also, with, like, what Chloe was saying, like, my parents didn't tell me about, like, puberty or anything like that. They, like, they just expected me to know. But you know that wasn't like the best. Oh, idea my parents told me. Like they told me, it was and really they, awkward. They, I remember they showed you too, huh? That they talked about. It. <laughs> uh, no, they didn't. No, here, Chloe, no, watch no, this. No, they, <laughs> okay, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> they were just the way that they talked about it. It was like basically imagine it, like you know what I mean. But there was no pictures, no none of that. Oh my gosh, no, no. I don't no, know no. how you could like six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're six. Like I didn't I never thought about that. So like oh. if I'm being told about that, I'd be like, huh? <laughs> like, huh? No. That that's one thing that was kind of odd that they did. That I was very surprised like nobody else knew about that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I was over here like, oh like I got my period, and then I found out, like, oh, like, my friends were like, no, don't talk about that, don't, like, what are you talking about, like, they didn't know about it, so I felt really awkward, and, like, Mm -hmm. that's when I noticed that, like, oh, that's kind of odd, like, my parents told me, like, super, super early, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I didn't get it, like, I was just so confused growing up, I was like, what do you mean you don't know what a pad is, I was like, huh? Huh? Is that a a kind of snack? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's strict, okay. But yeah. There's like strict parents. Well, my parents weren't that strict for a boy. Oh, they were strict, but like as I grew up, they got less strict. But uh, mm-hmm. ruled by fear, you know. But also respect, like mm-hmm. familial respect. Um, really casual with my family. Grew up in a kind of stereotypical Asian way, you know. Math, no, not math. It's mm-hmm. just keep to your studies. Math, math. keep to your studies, <laughs> and just do whatever as long as like you don't get in trouble. But I got in trouble a lot because I was stupid. Um, I I guess I like a little bit of independence with like being on my own in some regards because I didn't I didn't grow up with um. Uh, for a lot of my childhood, I was in with my my parents. I was uh, I was sent away to uh like stockton and oakland to stay with other family not that i'm sad about it like it it is cool like i love my family um and because of that i'm not really that close to my parents (laughs) uh you know nothing major nothing major i think i i think i'm okay um yeah that's that's pretty much my childhood Bah! that's that's a general outlook on our brain but mm-hmm. to talk about children uh what do you guys want what do you want for children to have <laughs> you know you don't want like, Wait, not, like, not, not, not having kids like, but, oh, that's like what what is like. a what is a world you'd want for kids in education and mental health and physical health and social life society i'm i'm ready for that what the school part and like education right because like i don't know you know it's went through high school went through middle school went through elementary school and i feel like i learned pretty much nothing Mm. (laughs) and something that i kind of just noticed throughout education it's like something that i've always said and i kind of just stick with it when it comes to education is that um textbooks and some articles that are like unreliable they either tell half lies or um or half truths and full lies like that's something that I kind of just noticed throughout time because like for example in world history I thought that I was going to learn more about like the Philippines you know it's like about the world so I was like oh we're somehow going to learn about the Philippines that's going to be really interesting and then next thing you know it you're just like oh it was you know like the foot in Asia and like it was great for trading and then it was conquered by Spaniards period point blank period and I was just like bro like there's actually more to it like you know 500 years of colonization like there's so much more to it than what one paragraph said and like I don't know, like, a few little short articles, and so, like, something that I really hope that my kids and just kids in the, in the future have, and future generations, I mean, is they have ethnic studies, like, I really hope that ethnic studies gets passed to be a part of either middle school, high school, uh, it doesn't really matter to me, as long as they have ethnic studies, because ethnic mm. studies, I feel like, is very, very important for us, especially, like, minorities. It'd be very, like, um, powerful in a way. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Um, 
in my opinion, I think that's important too. But if you think about like you're living in America, you think that your parents, your own parents would teach you about your own culture, right? You don't need to go to school for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is necessary in a sense and where you learn about other ethnicities, other cultures. Uh, yeah. But what but like mm-hmm. history does and like most schools and California schools. Mm-hmm. Um they only give you a brief overlook about this place and like because like there's mm-hmm. the the world is humongous. There's only so much you could do. But East Bay had international studies with with Uncle Dave. <laughs> what he taught was less of learn about this culture and everything about it, but rather it was how to talk to people in different cultures, how to learn about cultures, mm-hmm. how to be open-minded in the world, how to accept that you are just a single person mm-hmm. of a certain group and there's more people like you and to fully accept the fact that there's hundreds of other people who do different things than you. It's a total different reality. And I think stuff like that needs to be implemented in schools to learn about how to accept people. Mm-hmm. I agree. And to be okay. fully open-minded. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Snap. But what I um. want, <laughs> no, sorry, sir. But um, in terms of like mental health, I'm more of a, I, I'd really, I pray for like mental health for children because uh, there's a bunch of stereotypes, stigma, and perpetuations like for boys. I grew up with a family of all guys and they said, I was talkative too. So they'd be like, you must be a girl. Cause you'd be talking too much, huh? I'm like, damn, I, I can't just be talking. Mm-hmm. Like I can't mm-hmm. ask a question. I can't like have my voice. And I was like, I grew up thinking like, maybe I just shouldn't talk anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, with my family, it was just really quiet. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, they're really quiet. Wow, I wonder why. I once went to a car wash with my grandpa, and he left the car, and I was still in the car. I didn't know I was supposed to leave because he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me to leave. And then the guy was pulling the the car around to the drive through. He turns around. He's like, "Oh, I didn't even know you were in here. What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I never left." He's like, "Oh, well, you might as well just stay here, I guess." And then we got the whole car wash, and my grandpa just came back. He's like, "Oh." I was looking for you. <laughs> no, you. I was in here the whole time. Oh so no! I, yeah, I grew up oh soft spoken because of that. But here I am talking. Oh my god! Damn. I'm speechless. Yeah, like Serena's just speechless. I, I don't know. Um, I think, like, for your question, like what do I want? Um, I just think the education system is like all type of like messed up period. Uh, Coming from Mm -hmm. a community that's full of low income and first generation students, Mm. um, like you don't have the best resources in Hayward. Like um, I know like there's always like these school rivalries, you know, like so all throughout Hayward, it was like F Hayward High or F Mount Eden, you know, and realistically it was f all of these high schools because we didn't have like resources i feel like students in walnut creek have or students in castro valley have Mm. 
and I think like mm-hmm. going to college like I didn't even know what I was doing you know like like yeah I got accepted into like a really good four-year university but I left because I was literally overwhelmed by the amount of work and I feel like like it's it's an equity thing where these like we don't have resources to prepare us for college right you know like yeah we take AP classes but like the intention of AP classes are to take the AP test and pass you know like yeah. nobody in my high school really saw it as that all we saw it was for a GPA boost mm. nobody saw it for its actual intention and I think like like working where I do like I see kind of what you're saying I see what you guys are saying where like we need ethnic studies like we need to teach kids like to break these barriers because I'll like try to talk to kids about college and they're like oh I don't want to go to college like one kid is telling me like I want to be a plumber and I'm like you know, like you could do that. Like, that's great. But you can also go to college. Like, don't, don't sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. But it's just the Mm -hmm. idea, like, it's so hard to break them from talking. Because kind of like, they're grown up to like, not talk about it. Or they're grown up to think like, they can't do it. Mm. And that's what we need to end period, which is a big goal of mine to do. But I think we can do it. Yeah, and also with that, um, I grew up thinking that the world was really small. No, I thought mm. the world was, I thought the entire world was really big, and my world was really small. I didn't actually know that, like, San Jose is, like, a 30-minute drive. And, like, there's some, there's, like, there's a city that I didn't even know was in California. And I thought like every time we went there, we went a different state. I look at the map, it's like, oh, this is like an hour away. Why did I think this is so far? And when I started driving, like it made the world so much smaller. And I feel like if there are ways to make kids realize that the world isn't, for what you need to do, the world isn't really that big. Mm-hmm. You just focus on one thing, and then every your the pathway to that gets shorter and shorter. Things are so exaggerated now that, like, it creates fear. You know, like for college, like for Hayward kids. I worked with some Hay- Hayward kids at the library, and just I just stopped talking to this kid who doesn't want to go to college, and he's a freshman in high school. He, he wants to trade stocks and mm-hmm. you can do that, but you also need to learn how to do that. You need to know the math. You need to know the economy. You need to know how to talk to people just in case if you have to, like the Wolf of Wall Street, you got to mm-hmm. talk to some dude on the phone about penny stocks. And it's that people just think college is just another school rather than an opportunity but also there are children who don't have the opportunity to see it like that because for a lot of Hayward kids, Serena Saima, a lot of first gen and low income students, they don't believe they can even go to college because Mm -hmm. of the lack of resources that their families have and Hayward itself as a city. So what needs to happen is that there needs to be more funding in education, public education, instead of, uh, this uh, this one lady, DeVos, wants to make a, every school a private school. 
and in which private schools you need to be oh, forced to pay. So you're already going to college at that point if you have to pay for school. And private schools aren't even as great as they seem. Like, yeah. uh, my aunt went to a private school. She said that she much would have, she would much rather go to a public school. Mm-hmm. Like, if she went, she could go back to, well, not want to relive high school, but <laughs> if there was like a some reason that she had to relive it, she would choose public school. Just because, I don't know, um, she was telling me about, like, the kids that go to private school. It's, like, she we talk about each other's experiences because we went to different kinds of high schools. I went to public, she went to private. She said, that, like, mine seemed much more fun. And then I was just was kind of curious because I was, like, well, you pay a lot of, like, money to go to a private. Like, don't they have, like, I don't know, cool programs or events that they like host for you guys and not really like it's not all that at all Mm. so yeah Uh, I don't really think private schools are all that even though people try to make it but it's not Mm -hmm. I think it's like a culture thing like I like if Mm -hmm. I have kids let me put that out there because I don't want kids really (laughs) um but like like, I know, like, when you think about where to live, like, one important factor for me is, like, like location-wise, like, for a good school. Because I don't want my kids to go to Hayward. But at the same time, the only reason why I would want them to go to Hayward is just to see this culture that, like, you don't get if you're going to Pleasanton. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just rich, snobby kids. Yeah. You know, whereas you're coming from Hayward, it's, like, a sense of humbling, you know, like, like you see people that look exactly like you, you yeah. know, or like not that gossip girl is real but you know like how like they're just <laughs> like rich preppy kids like going to parties left and right like mm-hmm. or they like pay teachers off for school like that ain't it in Hayward yeah. but it's it's a different experience because I know like the teachers in Hayward um I will say like there's just always those one or two that really care about you and care about your education mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what students need. They always need that one person that's going to care about them. And then kind of what you guys are saying, like it makes them believe like I can go to college. I can achieve whatever I want because dude, like when I was like, like my world felt small too. Like I thought the only college there was living in Hayward was Chabot college and East Bay. Mm. Like that's it. Like I didn't know any colleges outside of that and if it was outside of that it was like another state mm-hmm. and I don't dismiss it if kids want to go to community or East Bay but like like the world is so much bigger like you can go to UCLA if you want to you can go to Berkeley if you want to like why, why sell yourself short is what it is right <laughs> if anything what got you guys like into education or like just the world of education if that makes sense um what really interested me in education kind of difficult just because like I grew up in a predominantly like white community so I was always craving to learn more about me and my fellow minorities Mm. so I was always like I didn't really pay attention to like U.S. history and like all those like just history classes in general especially and then like English too because you're only learning about these certain kinds of writers 
and it just felt so limited and I knew that there was more out there that they're just not teaching and it kind of like upset me because it's it, it's such a big world like what there's so much more that can be taught and that can interest more students and they're not doing it so when it hit high school that's when I started kind of like taking initiative in certain classes that allowed me to like for my favorite class was AP Lang it was really weird because yeah it's like about essays but what we talked about was real were like real world problems and anything that you won't like wherever you wanted the conversation to go it can go there like our teacher gave us that opportunity and it, it was just great because I when I went to like conferences I swear I learned more at like the Filipino conferences that I went to throughout high school than actually in high school and I brought that to class and it was crazy because people like we're learning about the farm workers movement. And then they didn't know that it was actually like, there was actually a Filipinos who were all like co or like working with like Cesar Chavez, but you don't see them in like the documentaries and stuff. So I brought it to class and then we were doing stuff in A push, which is AP US history. And then they were talking about like this certain historical event. And I kind of like, I knew that Filipinos also had something to do with it and they weren't talking about it and there was actually a really big part of the story so then I just did it so that's what kind of interested me in education was once I had knowledge that I can share again sharing it like sometimes because it kind of seemed like too much for other people but that's what really pulled me in was just trying to learn more about like my own homeland and then on and even other people's because there's so much about like Cambodia that I'd never knew Mm -hmm. and so much about India that I never knew. And it's like, that's what drew me in was all the stories that are not being told is what I wanted told. So I would try to find it and then I would try to share it. And that's what pulled me in. Not really because of um, actual high school, but it was even just events outside of like, the school which was absolutely crazy to me but learning about other people and their cultures and how it was like back then and not knowing that there's like other countries out there just made me crave it even more so that's what kind of drew drew me in natural born anthropologist (laughs) so you are and a journalist well, yeah. for me, I'm not really into education, rather into children health. <laughs> but I want to talk about the, the, the culture thing you're talking about earlier, Serena, about uh, mm-hmm. placements for your children to go to. I went to, a, the schools I went to had minimal bullying. And if there was bullying, it was, it only lasted a day. And after that, like, you just forget about it. That was elementary school. Middle school is like, oh, there's some drama. They got over it. High school, there's some idiots fighting, and that's it. They're either going to talk again, or they're not going to talk to you again at all. But I'm really privileged to have a community like that, where a bunch of different people, different ethnicities, different backgrounds are actually not fighting. It's not like a 
like the stuff you see in movies. I've never seen a guy get thrown in a locker before. I never saw a guy get a swirly. There's people smoking in the bathroom. It's they're too busy smoking to swirly somebody, you know. So, I think schools are changing, but there's always going to be a group of people who think that high school or middle school is going to be like the movies. And coming from this area, which still has some hardness to it, there's children who have gang-affiliated family members, um, children who who know what it's like to, you know, run the streets, or just normal people who who understand that it exists, like me. Some family were gang affiliated. I grew up in Oakland and Stockton, both the rough parts of both places. But try to live like a normal life. And not that like it affected me or anything. But I didn't always try to act hard, you know. Because I'm not, I'm not, you could tell, like I'm I'm soft. I'm not gonna go around like, hey, what's up? So wanna wanna I don't even know what they say. See, that's how bad it is. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I want to I want to give like my kids a good culture, but also in an area where it's safe. But not like I had a friend at East Bay, grew up in um, San Jose. Talks he tells me his stories about high school. He'd be like, "There's guys who crash their supercars every other week into the school." It's like, what do you do with that? How do you crash a supercar in your school and then get another one the next day? It's like those people, I can't, I can't understand. Those are those are privileged people. But anyway, about mental health. Because I was treated like a girl, um, it wasn't until like high school that I realized that I was more feminine than masculine in a male family. So um, I'd want to help kids understand what they're supposed, what they're actually going through in terms of their brain rather than textbook education and being taught what you're doing in school. Cause school doesn't teach you like stuff about your brain at an early age. <laughs> you're not taught that you are supposed to talk. You aren't taught that, you aren't taught about emotional intelligence. You aren't taught about how to control your emotions. You aren't taught to be empathetic or sympathetic. You know, kids don't know about these things. And if they do, good for them, but a lot of other kids don't. And then there's like stereotypes that need to be debunked and suicide. A lot of children understand what suicide is at a very young age and contemplate about it for their entire lives sometimes as for me i started thinking about it in fifth grade i had a i had an existential crisis at fifth grade and i didn't know what to do so i'd want to be in a position where i can teach kids about these different stages of life like such as puberty what does puberty does to do to a child or like what is the value of a child's life or more opportunities, pathways, opening of a kid's world? That's what I want to do. How about you, Serena? I think um, 
like all of those topics have like always piqued my interest. Um, like going back to the idea of education, I guess um, it wasn't until like my I feel like all throughout life I wasn't like really aware of like suicide. I wasn't really aware of these topics that affect like teenagers that affect children. Mm. You know, and it wasn't until like my junior year of college where I'm like, oh, like there's this issue called like the Black Lives Matter movement. There's this issue that like this toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I always knew like this needed to end and like going to college and figuring out that I wanted to be an academic counselor because if I can get one person to like find their passion, if I can get one person to end toxic masculinity, then like I've done my job, mm. you know, just because like what I want to do is like a big thing. But if, like I'm saying, like just getting one kid to acknowledge like toxic masculinity, it's just like a like a butterfly effect or a domino effect because then yeah they start telling other people and then it just continues on and on, mm-hmm. you know, because like I guess existential crisis, like that happened to me my freshman year of high school, my freshman year of college, and I didn't know how to deal with it. Like I didn't know what to do, like how to solve it I just knew something was wrong and the only I guess the only thing I thought was like suicide and I feel like if I'm thinking that why not other kids think that too and that isn't like that's what I'm saying like it's it's there's just so much more to life than that Mm. like your life is not just like once you go to high school like you are done with school and like you start your job like you like I tell my kids, like, if you want to be an astronaut, like, you can do it. You know, you just got to put in the work. Mm. I believe that you can do it. So do it, you know? Mm. Like, I don't think your life is just meant to go to middle school. I don't think your life is just to go to high school. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, I guess, like, my origin story of, like, education and kind of, like, what I want to do with it or why I think it's, like, really important. Mm-hmm. We talking about some heavy topics here, y'all. <laughs> this is yeah. real deep, real heavy. So waterworks up in here. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but also, oh, yeah. what needs to be taught is the uh, LGBTQ plus movement. All that stuff needs to be taught at a young age. And also, you're talking about how if one kid starts talking about it, the rest will follow. Because that's how kids work, you know? A lot of people, a lot of kids don't want to listen to people other than them because they know that they're from a different world. You're only, you're going to talk to kids and you're going to listen to kids. For example, like, when I was a kid, like, when I was like seven, I thought 18 was a humongous number. I I knew hella 18-year-olds and they're like, you're old and here I am I'm 19 oh, yeah. and like I thought I was big I thought I was tough I thought I was smart I thought I could rule the world no I'm, I'm just another I'm still a kid like I want to go back and take naps <laughs> and um yeah you, you're not gonna listen to those people you're gonna listen to other kids and if one kid starts accepting other people other people will follow one kid 
realizes that his best friend is gay or lesbian, like he's gonna say, like, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Why would there be? You know, it's just you're just gay. Who cares? Or I should. You know, that's up to you. But to like throw away someone your whole entire relationship with that person would suck. And kids need to be taught that. Also, being like a feminine guy myself, that doesn't mean you're gay. It just means that you're you don't just have masculinity as much as the next guy. You're just more in tune with girls, I guess. Like I, I like talking to girls than I like talking to guys. <laughs> I personally, I think guys are kind of boring. You're into your feelings, like, or not into your feelings, like <laughs> but you're in just, tune, like in like, touch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I don't so. know why I said it the way I said I it, so. but I meant the way that Serena said it. <laughs> it's just yeah. something to talk about, like. Like, I yeah. I didn't know, like, even now I'm still learning. Like, it's not just male, female, cisgender, and, and whatnot. Like, there's so much more. And I only learned about it in my, like, my senior year of high school. Yeah. The class I took was, like, language and gender. And we just learned, like, it was kind of like what you're saying, Chloe, where wherever this, the, the discussion, like, you wanted the discussion to go, like, it can go there. You know, mm-hmm. like my the entire year of class, I talked about how prostitution should be legalized. Mm-hmm. You know, or other people were talking about like breaking down like this idea of toxic masculinity, and mm-hmm. because it's not talked about like, or especially like I like I notice working in like like elementary school, like teachers are upholding this like gender role. I feel like mm. like when you're ki- like kids like I adamantly like I strongly believe like I don't care like if a boy is playing with a Barbie doll like what's the deal exactly. like what's the problem mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like really like there's you, you like there's nothing you can say like there's no stati- like people be like oh my kids gonna be gay like like wh- what statistic proves that it doesn't know you know or just <sighs> like the idea like even now I read in human development like um women like like mothers are more in tune to their daughters like feelings compared to boys like they will kind of like just idea like why are you crying you know or mothers are more likely to tend to their crying daughter compared to their son and that causes like developmental issues like from the start because you do that Mm -hmm. just because you think it's okay for a boy to cry compared to a girl like that exactly exactly like it just it literally does not make sense to me and I think coming from an Asian household too like I see how like my family disciplines their kids and it's completely different if it's a boy and if it's a girl and they like when I discipline their kids too I'm just like I talk to the kid I talk to the boy and I'm like it's the exact same way as I talk to the girl Mm -hmm. and they're just like why are you being like so nice to him and I'm like, what you're doing is you're teaching your son that it's okay to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Or you're teaching your son not to cry. But it's okay to cry. You're just expressing yourself. That's fine. I don't understand mm-hmm. why you think, like, it's not okay to cry. Like, I think, I think that's what boys need. Y'all just need, like, a good five-minute cry. And I feel <laughs> like life would be good. Because you're mm-hmm. so pent up, 
with all this emotion and anger that you don't know how to express it. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. th I understand this has been like years in the making, but bruh, come on now. Like we are in different times. Get it together. It's okay if you're feeling sad. It's okay if you want to cry. Like normalize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what sucks is that this entire generation, like the one before us, it, you can you, you can go to a man and tell him to cry, and he, he he's gonna tell you, I physically cannot cry unless someone really important dies to him, and in that in, in that case, he probably still might not cry because it's so it's so ingrained into your mind that you're not supposed to cry, and if you do, you lose everything. But like, why? Why do you lose everything if you cry? You're just crying. Mm -hmm. Like, like, if you think about this, like, your nose starts running if you don't cry after you yawn. If if your tear doesn't come out of your eye after you yawn, it goes into your nose, and that's why your nose starts running. Like, just cry, bro. Let it out. No one's gonna just care. Cry, bro. Yeah, just yawn, fool. What are you doing? But, <laughs> but like, yeah, growing up, you're told that you cannot cry. If you do, you're a girl, and being a girl is bad i guess and so mm -hmm. they grow up their entire lives 10 20 30 50 haven't cried any of those single years and if they're okay with like if they understand that it's okay to cry they still can't because they've been conditioned to do otherwise yeah that's a problem with gender stereotypes which need to be uh dismantled Oh, big words, big words. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. It just has to be taught young because it, like, it really isn't, or, like, I can, like, there's so many times I see, like, parents being, like, why are you crying? Like, only girls do that. Mm. Or, like, or just the idea, like, when boys cry, they're, like, are you a baby? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's, like, I'm literally just expressing how I feel, you know, and that's just irritating because I know I have a family member who their son like plays with dolls and I don't see an issue with it, you know, but whenever he catches his son, he's like, what are you doing? And it's like, yo, he's, he's just he's, playing. He's like, just playing, really him alone. No, literally like chill out, like relax. It's fine. Like this doesn't. There's nothing wrong with that. That man is gonna become a, the biggest player you know. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! I can't even. Don't. Even, oh my God! Oh my God! This kid is only five, and I can't even think about when that kid turns like fifteen or twelve. Oh God! Watch. He's oh getting in the kindergarten. He's gonna pull all those chicks or boys. Who knows what he really wants to do? All those yeah. people. He's gonna be pulling people. <laughs> you know <laughs> but when you guys like see i guess like when you see this do you guys want kids like when you see uh like how in society there's still this idea of gender roles like does it make you want to have kids is the question i'm gonna raise a radio rebel <laughs> what <laughs> I've never seen that show. It's a show. It's a, it's a show, right? I don't. I don't. It's a movie. Yeah. Oh, it's a movie. <laughs> I I get it. But I'm like, wait, what? I don't know what that means. But anyway, 
if I, I mean, if I do have kids, I'd want to, I want to teach them everything I wish I knew as a kid. So you want kids? Well, if I don't know, if it happens, it happens. You know, you never know what you're going to do at the, until it happens. That's what okay. I learned in psychology. If it happens, it happens. You know. You know, if I get pregnant, who knows? <laughs> Read the Bible, you know, having to marry. <laughs> oh, God. I, what about you, Chloe? Like, do you want kids kind of just seeing how the world is turning out? I want kids. I just want to make sure that I raise them better than how I was raised. And um, kind of make sure that I talk to them with an open heart and mind. And That's my favorite just quote that you say about the society. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what quote? It's, this is totally off topic. Uh, just when, like, the quote "open heart, open mind." Like, what comes up in my head is just you, and I just think it's so it's so cute. Like, it's it's adorable. <laughs> so just it just like warms my heart. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody yeah. knows this. But I, like, I'm on the fence about having kids. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to have kids, you know. And, like, of course, I want to raise them differently the way I was raised. But it, I feel like the reason why I don't want kids is, like, partly mental. Like, I don't want to mess them up. But at the same time, very physical. Because I don't want to pop <laughs> out a kid. Like, <sighs> Dude, it's scary. It's scary, it's but then, scary? I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm kind of just like, like, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, now you got me thinking, watched, like, how do I even? I have watched too many birthing videos. I've watched so much of Teen Mom. There's another show, if y'all want to watch, it's called Durl, Unexpected. <laughs> do you know how big that needle is? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it goes in and imagine if they mess up, you're done for. Like, you're done. Like, you're paralyzed. <sighs> imagine. Yeah. Because the, the, oh, my gosh. The, I don't even want to tell you what happened with my aunt because that would just scare you more. But, like, I, I already know the whole spiel of it. Like, I'm just, like, it's not that you can understand, um, Joel, but, like, just <laughs> scary. <laughs> like, the, the, the like, what you I can't even explain but, it. Because you know, like, the grapefruit that comes out of you is just... Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, that's, that's you, it. you can get... Like, is it is that the fruit that they compare it to, like, the like the last fruit? Oh, I don't know. In my head, that's, like, what I would compare it to. Like, the head? Uh, not the entire baby. Oh, my God. But like, just, like, oh the God. head of the baby. But... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And this, but this is also, this is like, like my students, I like this, whenever they get me mad, I'd be like, this is why I don't want kids. And they're like, huh? And I'm just like, <laughs> you guys are my kids, which is why I say I have like 300 kids because I've been working with too many kids. And I think I've had my fair share of being a parent to each and every one of them. That's going to be different once you actually have one. Yep. And I'm going to stop you right there and correct you. If. Really? There's a big if. Because I, 
if I could transfer all that pain onto somebody else and experience pregnancy, like I would do it. But you can't. So this is that dilemma where it's like. Mm. Also, with the thing about birthing, um, the traditional. But like. Oh goodness, I just like that. Anyway, the traditional oh. uh, labor process. You know how like you're lying down on a on a bed. Yeah. Like that's you're not supposed. That's not what's supposed yeah. to happen. And then yeah. it's like, why do they? That that gives that puts the woman in so much more pain than they have to be, compared mm-hmm. to like water birthing and stuff like that. I've seen that one too. Mm-hmm. But it's safer. It's that. safer and better and less painful. I so. don't know. Doctors are crazy. I, Doctors think they know everything. Yeah. <laughs> then what about I, adoption? You know, a lot of kids need to be adopted. Oh my gosh! I thought about. I, I <gasps> know. I thought about that and fostering. I've thought about fostering, and but the thing is, if I foster, I feel like I would want to adopt every single one that I foster. <laughs> she said, "Give me them all." Because <laughs> I don't know. I I've been through a lot in my life that kind of just. And I'm a very like is it sympathetic person? Like I had to think about the word. Like I I I just been so much and then when I listen to people's stories, like my my dad's friend fosters kids and like I was listening to the story of like this eight year old and he, he was telling me his story and like about his mom and about his little sister. And I just started crying, and I just like I want to adopt. Like mm. I I want to I want to be the one to like help, like help you grow and like not have to live this stressful life of being taken away from a house when you don't know it or being constantly separated and then you don't know where you're gonna go. Okay. I was just like I want to adopt. <laughs> like, I, I think about that a lot. Like adoption and fostering, I think is somewhat of my of my forte because mm-hmm. I don't have to pop out a child. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here <laughs> for it. Um, but I I just don't understand like why the like if you want to adopt or foster, it's like the process is so difficult. Oh, and it's like it makes no sense for like it's like there's a kid that needs a home I'm offering my home mm-hmm. so why aren't you allowing me to like have the kid essentially you know but Wait, I have a question though like yeah about process like the process because something that I feel about is people who just want like a specific kind of baby mm-hmm. like literally where did that wait and then I'm just like I can't it's like that white, like, we're just saying, the, it's yeah, that the, white the, kid, the white, the white family. That wants to <laughs> adopt the, oh my goodness. It's An like Asian kid. No, you know, like, like a couple of years ago, there's like this weird, not a couple of years, it's like five years ago, this weird influx in black uh, fetization. Like, I, it was like all over yeah, every cute. social media, like, oh my gosh, this baby's mixed with black and white, and she's so cute, her eyes are like, blue, Asian. and she has curly hair, and she's black, or like light-skinned black, it's like, and like, oh, I want, I literally want a black partner so I can have this kind of child, it's like, oh my god, you are disgusting, yeah. and yeah. now, now it's yellow Aww. fever, now people are trying to get at Asians, because they want 
whatever mm-hmm. an Asian baby gives you. I don't know. A nicer nose. I don't. I don't see it. <laughs> I like. I like my little pink nose. I don't understand. It's like they're going shopping on Amazon. Like, oh, I want this colored case, and then it's like I'm like. <gasps> What? Have y'all like, seen that I though? Don't understand. Like recently, there was like a white family. I don't. I think the kid was like an Asian kid. Like they adopted or fostered, right? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like people on Instagram were like, "Wait, where's your kid?" Had to like make a statement. Oh yeah, like, I saw oh, that. We we had to. We couldn't take care of their kid, the kid anymore. And then it's just like. Then what? Like, yeah, literally, it just made no sense to why, like, you even adopted, like, you just adopted because you wanted, like, an Asian kid. No, I think, I think that one, that was for clout. They wanted to say, like, oh, oh we adopted it? a child, look at us. And, like, a week later, they gave it back. And they're like, yeah, what, to what kid, bro? the? And like, oh, yeah, yeah we don't have one anymore. They're we trying to, like, we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't take care of the kid anymore. A 30 day, like, the... 30 day policy on return. Oh, my Put it back in a box. FedEx it back. That's oh my god. Yeah, uh, people are effing crazy. It makes no sense. Like, kind of like as Miller says, pick up with intention. Like, adopt with intention. Like, why would, Mm -hmm. like, why would you adopt if you're like, oh, I specifically want like a black baby. I specifically want a white baby. Like, no, I'm. I'm gonna adopt because I know a baby. There's enough home. people in the system. I, not even uh, enough children in this. Why choose? Um, it makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it just it it doesn't make sense, and that in of itself is already annoying. But yes, I would adopt. Mm-hmm. Do I want to pop out my own kid? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. And that's the only reason why, y'all, like, out of everything else, just physically popping out a kid. And here's my reason, too. When I was born, I was nine pounds, eight ounces. I was the size of a turkey. You were the same, I think, as my brother. I was almost 10 pounds. Dang, I was, like, six or something. I was a tiny baby. So, just imagine, like how much pain that is to poop out a 10 pound baby i mean you're you're pooping while you birth (laughs) okay okay (laughs) okay like you're you're pooping a baby out like, I understand anatomy, but you're, that's what it is. You're just <laughs> pooping a baby out. And you, nobody can convince me otherwise. Like, it, it, yeah. I, I can't. Like, it, yeah. Like, some people want to have five <laughs> kids. Bro, I can't imagine the people who have 12 kids because oh I had a classmate growing up and she had 11, 11 siblings. And like, I just, when one time I came over and like, I met her mom and I was like, you were a freaking superwoman. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you do it? Any tips? How? 
whoa. <laughs> like, I just, all I cool. could say. Go you. Yeah, and I was, I was so shook, and she was, like, kind of short, too, and I was, like, and, like, whoa. Just whoa. Yeah. <sighs> Man. I don't know, bro. I mean, I, I'm so down to have kids. I really, I really do want kids, though. I think, I will say, I think you guys would both be really good parents. Like, hearing, like, kind of just your upbringing and what you want to do in the world. I, not that I'm, like, a certified <laughs> to tell you guys this, but I think you guys would be great parents. Because just being aware of these things is already a start to being a good parent, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you guys can have kids, and I'll I'll be an auntie. <laughs> because I'll be the cool auntie, you know, the one that yeah ain't got no kids, but just got that schmun. So, bro, that's my uh, godmother. <laughs> my godmother is like that. Christmas She's like, with no, like I don't a want new kids. Xbox. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, kid, one. you like you like games? Hey, here's a PS5. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> if I had kids, I'd want first. I'd want my brother to have kids, and I want my cousins to have kids, because like I want, I want my kid to have their cousins be their friends people to grow up with mm-hmm. yeah yes I, I want that too i feel so bad for people who don't have like cousins that they care about you know <clears throat> oh well i feel bad for you because <laughs> oh <my God>, <laughs> i didn't hang out with my brother little cousin bro i didn't hang out with my brother because he's nine years older than i am so Whoa. we he, yeah, no do age gap. gap like that that's a really big gap yeah, well, there, there is, there's reasons for it, but um, I grew up with my cousins. A year old, one, I have one set of cousins and a, another set of cousins. The one in Stockton and the one here in like Oakland and Southern Asia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this one, like, I spent my life with these guys, and we were like the three musketeers. You know, like we did everything together. We fought. Mm-hmm. We ate. We cried. We played games together. We did everything. We sleep in the same bed like sardines. <laughs> if and, that ain't family, I don't know what is. And then in Stockton, I'd, I'd hang out with them. These guys are hella much older than me. They're like five, five, eight years older than me. Like, this is my brother. But mm-hmm. like, these guys like treated me like I was their little brother. And like, it was like four guys and two girls and like, they're like my best friends growing up and I did everything with them when I was over there. And I want my kids to have that same experience to where they can mm-hmm. have a community that is also their family that they could tell things about that they couldn't tell their parents, me. And like, just chill and like, you have people to be excited to go to places, you know? Like, That's it's so nice beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah, I... I grew up in a big family. My grandma, speaking of Chloe, my grandma had 10 kids. So, so yeah, that means 10 aunts and uncles, right? And think about the Uh grandkids, you know? So, like, I think just on my dad's side, there's, like, 20 of us, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But 
that's literally how it is. I feel like everybody has somebody in our family because we have like the eldest, which are like 24, 25, you know, mm-hmm. me 21 and I have a couple of my cousins and then we got like our seniors in high school and then we have middle schoolers, elementary school, all the way to babies, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it is really nice having like a big family like that because it's just it's literally always just someone to hang out with at a family party rather than just being by yourself like you're not like on your phone like, yeah really yeah, yeah. Bruh, stop that's man me, chloe <laughs> chloe chloe will never understand the feeling of going to your cousin's house for a party and then going to the cousin's room with all the other cousins mm-hmm. like Okay, there's a certain degree where I did feel that way, but it's just so difficult. So, like, my dad's side, very straightforward. I'm the middle cousin, so I'm, like, the separation between, like, little kids and big kids. And, like, I don't know, I was very intimidated by my older cousins because they were siblings. And then they were very quiet, and they didn't really talk to me, so I felt so left out. And then, like, you know, they're little kids. Like, what am I going to do? They're little kids. And then... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I was like, huh? And then there's my mom's side where it's so big because I I forgot how many kids. My grandpa had like nine siblings and then each one of them had at least like three or more kids. And then that meant that like even though they're distant cousins, they're still my cousins. But the thing is I'm one of the older cousins and like the rest are like toddlers right now and babies. So, like, I really don't have anybody. And I kind of had to, like, hang out with, like, the younger aunts and uncles. But I wasn't old enough yet to hang out with them because I was still too young. And then once I hit, like, late, like, eighth grade and then above, that's when I started gaining more bonds with family because they're like, oh, I guess you're old enough now. So... It was kind of hard because I was always like kind of alone and I didn't know what to do. So I kind of just like hung out with adults, but then adults weren't any better because there's like some stuff that went there. And that dragged me down during my childhood was because I had to hang out with adults who were very mean and had a lot of say about me and stuff. So it's just just ain't it so I really wish that I had cousins to grow up with like yeah I had like my cousins on my dad's side and then I have like one cousin that's the same age as me but he doesn't even talk to me he's kind of like I don't know he just doesn't like socializing so I really I grew up with like nobody yeah it's mm. sad <sighs> grew up with a lot of people like I grew up with the church the our youth our mm. youth was um all Cambodians and in Cambodians culture. Like if if I know your family, if my parents know your parents, we're cousins. Like there's no stopping that. So I went to church mm. with my cousins and there's like twenty of us. So those guys are another set of family. And then we all, we all clash. Mm-hmm. And I want to get that. We might as well be cousins. I'm part Viet. Let's go. 
Vietnamese people are like are really much like that um, because my life too grew up like around church and I could like always remember going to like my parents like friend house because there was a church friend but like it was also weird because like my cousins weren't there and I was just like a kid but everyone else was older and I'm just like but literally like like when I go to like sometimes when I do go to Vietnamese church like they already like they already know who I am just because like I look so much like my dad Mm. and then like it's it's like family there I mean I don't really associate with that (laughs) but like it that's what I'd be saying to so many Vietnamese people because I'm just like we're probably somehow related like one way or another because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just it's too tight-knit like like somebody knows somebody yeah like for real you know (laughs) i i tell this story all the time because it's my favorite uh but for context like there's not a lot of cambodians in this area and if they are i've i've like we've already talked about how like we're related like we're cousins like Mm -hmm. i met this one cambodian girl my family actually don't know her of her family oh. but like because we're both cambodian we we knew that like there may be a chance of us being related but like we didn't talk talk but like it was like it was a, a friendly meetup mm-hmm. at school like a introduction and we're like you're cambodian i'm cambodian too we're cousins yeah we're cousins. but this one thing happened but this guy slid into my dms Mm-hmm. like hey what's your race buddy he's like oh I'm, I'm Cambodian he's like oh me too and he starts he starts trying to like talk to me I'm like hey bro what's your last name he tells me his last name and I go ask my dad and I'm like oh yeah I know his family and he pulls up he goes on Facebook and finds his family and he finds a picture with him and his dad so I tell the guys like hey one I'm not gay Two, you're my cousin. Let me just put this out there. <laughs> I'm not gay, but we're related. But we're related. I can't talk to you, bro. You. Please stop talking just, to me. Let's just stop. You know, my, right you're now. my cousin, and I don't want you to be. Get away. Get away from me. The guy sucks. I hate him. I don't hate him, but he's, he sucks at communicating. He's terrible. I don't know. The guy sucks. Anyway, I what I want to talk about was um, introducing your child to religion. I grew up being forced to go to church. And mm-hmm. when I went to church, I tried to make the most like the best of it by like hanging out with my cousins cuz they're, they're they're fun, you know. I have friends at church. I the church stuff comes second after my friends. So Growing up, I didn't feel in tune with my religion because I wasn't going to church to go to church. I was going to church because of my cousins. And it made me think about, like, all the other people who were forced to go to church. Like, if my cousins weren't there, I would dread every day, every Sunday going to church. i just sit there and cry every day. And, I, and sometimes I did. Sometimes I went to church and just cried. And it's like, as I've learned about other religion and other cultures, it's like, if I have a kid, I will tell them, hey, do you want to go to church? If they say no, like, give them, like, go find someone to take care of them, you know? 
Like, put them to an auntie's house who also doesn't go to church. So don't force your child to go to church to give them a an experience of Christianity or Buddhism or Hinduism. Like, just teach them about it at home. And if they're interested, just take them. But if they're not interested, don't force them. They're not going to enjoy it. Like, I literally hate Christian people because of it. Oh my God, that's a, that's a bold claim. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to change that. You know, like to each its own. You know, um, that's okay. Um, yeah, I was I was forced to go to church too. Um, but I do see it now. Like I didn't, like, oh my God, you guys are such good like conversators that like it makes me think about like myself. But like yeah like i i went to church but like church was only fun if my cousin was there Mm -hmm. you know like it wasn't fun if she wasn't there Mm -hmm. um but i will say like i did go through like a religious phase when i was like deeply in like this darkness that i was in like my freshman year of college Mm -hmm. and but like would I say I'm religious? Like, yeah. But am I really? No. Mm-hmm. Um, like, would I want to put that same religion onto my kids? Like, I'm. It's it's always like like a yes no type of thing, because now if you're asking the Catholic in me, you know, deep down there, your moral obligation is to pass that on to your children, you know. But, like, I've just seen how, like, I don't know, like, I think my interpretation of it is very easygoing. Like, I think um, it, like, like, if you're, like, you're in, like, the darkness and you need somewhere to go, you need to let that out somewhere. And, like, yeah, I see, like, I understand, like, letting it out to God if that's, which is, like, a weird thing. But that's what I did and that helped me, Mm. you know? But, like, there are things that, like, I just can't stand that the Catholic Church does, like, their whole thing on, like, abortion, like, like, I remember going to church school, and, like, I was, I, like, I, like, when I think about it now, I was brainwashed, like, I Mm -hmm. thought, like, because I, I always believed, like, if a woman wants to have an abortion, like, she should do that, like, I don't see the Catholic church taking care of any of these kids that are in adoption centers mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So if she wants to abort it, let her. And like my church school was like telling me how like that's an abomination or they tell you these stories. Like they told me a story, like a woman or girl that was 16 kept getting so many abortions that she was in a senior facility. And I was like, that doesn't seem right something is wrong with your story and why is she in a senior facility i thought she was 16 (laughs) (laughs) their 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 explanation was because she had so many abortions like one after another that like for some reason like she couldn't like function yeah like on her own because the abortions like they sucked out her brain (laughs) so personally i think like I would introduce it to my children, but I'm not going to introduce it like the way I was where like, you, you're forced to do this. Like you have to do this. Like, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. it's just like, if you feel like you need an outlet, like this is something that you can do, Yeah, you know, or 
the idea of like you're a bad Catholic if you don't go to mass and you don't go to confession or like if you don't have like the sacrament like your children don't have the sacraments that they should they're going to hell like Mm. no like no and I know a lot of people that are like very crazy religious about it and I Mm. not my cup of tea as I like to say it and then I just like what about you Chloe Mm -hmm. Um, for me, no. Uh, I, I grew up going to church, but I kind of stopped once my grandpa started, like, stopped kind of, like, coming to America. Because, like, after he retired, he started going to the Philippines a lot, and he was mainly, like, the reason why we went to church mm-hmm. was because he's a religious man, and my mom would go, but, I mean, like, I don't know how my mom necessarily feels about it, but once a lot of stuff came out about like priests who like molested, yeah, oh. raped, I I appreciate what my mom did. So my mom, she felt she was mad, like she was outraged, and I was just like, yes, mom, <laughs> like yes, come on. When I found that I was I was so upset and like I was crying. I literally like had like a mental breakdown about like wow like who we we won't ever know if like our priests ever did something like that and it just freaked me out so much and the only reason why like my parents like put me through like church school I appreciate why they did it um it's because if ever my significant other was catholic and like they you know like his their parents get upset that like I didn't do like communion or confirmation like all those stuff at least that if I do end up marrying somebody who's catholic very very catholic that I you know I'm I'm on that kind of you level met the requirements. I can, like, get yeah, yeah I met the requirements the checklist so yeah so like that's why my uh, that's why my parents were like just do it and I was like okay like I didn't mind it because it's like yeah I understand because what if yeah what if the person that I love and like his 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 parents like you know really want that then at least I did it but once I have kids it's completely up to them because mm-hmm. I don't know after learning about that uh for church I about my own like religion I got so upset and I don't know I felt like I had my own fair shares of art like conflicts with religion just by myself and mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't doing anything for me. And I felt like, you know how they always say like, oh, when people sin, it's kind of like, there's gonna, th- they'll pay for it. But yeah. then like growing up, I always had people sin towards me specifically and nothing happened. So it's like, okay, I don't believe all this praying and stuff is gonna make anything mm-hmm. happen. I think all the, what's gonna happen is whatever I do. And once I did something about a situation, that's when I realized, I was like, yeah, praying didn't do that. I did that. So that's mm-hmm. when I realized that, yeah, religion is not for me. And I, if my kids want it, it's up to their decision. But for me, it's, I, I wouldn't really, I, I wouldn't really introduce it to them or anything like that. Like they can do that on their own. Like if they want to know more about it, like they ask me questions, shoot. Yeah. Go for it. Like ask me questions. But yeah, I won't force them anything. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would want to introduce my kids to religion, like all of them, you know, like I want, I want to just give them a plate with Christianity mm-hmm. on Like, here's the only religion you can learn about because, mm-hmm. because I've learned about other religions, right? Like as much as I said that, like, I hate Christian people, it's like particular Christian people, like Christian people who aren't, who are self-righteous and like, who don't really understand what they're really saying. I hate all those people, like a lot of Christian Americans. I hate those people. It's like, oh, gays are, gays are sinners. Oh, kill them oh all. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you're, you're, you're cracked out, bro. Get out of here. But I'd want to. God loves all. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I like, want to teach my kid about like Buddhism. What? Buddhism is amazing. Hinduism. Hinduism is pretty cool, despite um, uh, the Indian caste system. Like the Untouchables, mm-hmm. like that. I don't want that. I don't. I'm not gonna teach them about that. We don't want that. Not that. Uh, Islam. Islam is actually really cool. Like their practices and how devoted uh, mm-hmm. uh, most Muslims are. It's pretty cool. Maybe apply that to real life, your actual life. It's it can make you a better person. Like pra- these practices individually can make a, a person better. And if they want to learn about it. I, I would want to introduce them myself. If, they, if they're interested, mm-hmm. I would put them in these situations. But that's me because I grew up in a Christian household, Christian going to church. We ran the church essentially. So like I was always involved in church. In fact, so much in fact that my cousins want me to be the next reverend. <laughs> They want me to take over oh. the church. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I, 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 said, I, I, I whoa. I'm, I'm going to pass on that. That's a <laughs> big, that's a <laughs> like, it's a big responsibility. Like, but I was put into a, like, I, I was put into a, I was forced to go to a Christian camp, a Christian Bible camp. Uh, when I was uh, fifth, the fifth grade summer going to sixth grade. I fought so hard to not go. And you know what happened when I went? I enjoyed it. I actually, oh. I enjoyed it so wow. much. Because, like, this wasn't what, like, you the Christian camp you see in movies. You made it sound I like know. it was going to sound so bad. I was gonna be like, because I, 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 I dreaded know? the first day. The first day was dreadful. I, like, I was on the bus just angry. I was like, I don't want to be here. I hate my life. And because of that, I, I, was in tune with Christianity. I learned a lot about, uh, it was really, it was a really woke camp and it was really open to LGBT, um, oh. colored people. It was a predominantly Asian camp, but they were really open to other colored people and white people and hoppers. And it's like, it's truly an accepting area. And that's like, that's why I learned how to love like a Christian shit and how I felt like a familial love with people. And I want my child to go through that, but I don't want them to feel like they're forced to do it. But to have mm-hmm. an experience like that, that changed my life for the eight years to come. And like, I met so many people. I met every year, I met another set of hundred people. And it, it oh, was so you kept going. Yeah, I kept going for eight years. Oh. And I met people who were in, who mm-hmm. were in my life for eight years. And they're like, they're like brothers to me. Sisters to me, I was like, Whew, man, 
If I wasn't forced to go, I would have never met any of these people. I would never become the person I am today. But that was because I was forced to, in which I don't want to force my child to something like that, but I'd want them to go. Mm-hmm. My experience for church school was like the complete opposite. Like I hated going there. And especially because I, I was going like during the time I was in high school. And like, obviously like, High school is more important than church school. Mm. And like another thing for my parents, because I'm still very garbage at Vietnamese. It was like a two in one, two for one deal. You know, like half the time I was learning Vietnamese and half the time I was learning about God. (laughs) So, so like it it was great for them. You know, they're like, yeah, she's going to learn Vietnamese. Like she's going to get her confirmation. Like what a steal, you know? So I just didn't like it. I didn't like the environment. It, it just it made me super bitter like mm-hmm. just because how I like the word I can say is oppressive it was like it was like I was going to like a private school like that was my taste of private school because I had to wear uniforms if I wasn't wearing like my white shirt or something like I get yelled at mm-hmm. like I literally was always getting yelled at up in there and I hated it so much like I would never want my kids to go through that like who no and and that's what I liked about your experience. I feel like that that's if I if if you want to be introduced to religion, I feel like that's what you should be introduced to. Mm-hmm. You should be introduced to like a welcoming community. Yeah. A community that accepts you for who you are. It doesn't shame you for your past. It doesn't shame you for the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's what like religion does. Like I feel like there's always a bad side to religion everywhere you look. Because everyone's like, oh, like, Buddhism is better than, like, Catholicism or blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, like, chill out. Like, like let's just vibe. You know, like, you have your thing. I got mine. Like, okay. You know, like, blah, blah. But, yeah. I think that's what I went through my freshman year of college. But that was just me on my own. Like, me doing my own thing. Like, just... Finding out what, I guess, what works for me, it's, it's really like just with a grain of salt. Like, do I think a woman's purpose is to be fruitful and have kids? Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> That's something that they teach. Shoot. Oh my gosh, I didn't re- I forgot about that. I, I only remember this because of Handmaid's Tale. And like, that's the quote that they use all the time. Like, your purpose like your purpose in life is to multiply and be fruitful like no like that's not your purpose in life or like the idea of abortion the idea of like lgbtq like like it's it's just too oppressive that like i think of it as like the negatives or just re like obviously there's reason why people don't want to convert because of it Mm -hmm. you know like if you have an abortion like you're going to hell like Hell no, not going to you then. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to take care of this kid? Like, I'll wait. <laughs> but, yeah, what a beautiful experience. Obviously, wow. not what I experienced, but I'm I'm here for it. I applaud you for going, <laughs> even though you were forced. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, before that, uh, my, uh, I had a similar similar oppression and those by my own family too so it was mm-hmm. really stupid 
don't force kids to hate. Forcing children to hate is the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Because especially when you teach in religion, and a lot of religions are based on love. Teaching a child to hate in an area where they're supposed to love, it's contradicting and confusing to where mm-hmm. that's what started my existential crisis. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life and what like my purpose was and like what I was being taught versus uh, what I believe to be true. It's like, if, if, if gay people are, are supposed to go to hell, uh, but doesn't God love everybody? Yeah. And also, like, why do I need to hate gay people when we're supposed to love each other? Hello? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for Christians and non-Christians, Jesus once said, or a lawyer once came up to Jesus and he's asked, what's the, like, most important commitment? And he's like, none of them. Like, there's only two rules, and one is to love me with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and heart. And the second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But you're telling me to hate people. So what am I supposed to do? And it's just spiraled down from there. It's like, I'm just a kid. I don't know what that means. That's crazy. I see why they want you to be a reverend now. Like, it, ma- it makes sense. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. <laughs> but did any of you guys, like, there's this one thing where, um, like, one experience I had where, like, I was just, because I was, I, like, I don't want to say brainwashed with, like, my religion but it basically was that so like 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 in like the origin story like god created the world in seven days yeah you know and um like i remember in elementary school we were learning about like the big bang theory Mm -hmm. and i remember raising my hand and saying (laughs) the big bang theory isn't real god Uh... created the world in seven days i i really said that like with my chest you know, like it wasn't, um, excuse me, you're wrong. Like I was like, you're wrong, you know? <laughs> and it was like the most little awkward, Serena. <laughs> no, really, it was the most embarrassing and awkward thing of my life because it wasn't just me who said that. It was another girl who said that. And like, we were just like, we were just so confused. Like, I was just like, wait, but God, like, how did the Big Bang Theory happen if God created the world, mm-hmm. you know? And like what the teacher said in response was, I understand, like, like whatever about your religion, but she was kind of like, let's just, this is what the textbook is saying, so let's go off that. And, like, ever since then, I guess, like, that made me, like, question religion. And I'm just like, and I think about that a lot. Like, I really said that with my full chest. Like. Yeah, and also teaching, uh, along with religion, like, you got to teach kids science. (laughs) And. Don't be a Serena. And well, no, no, that's it's really common. That's really common. It's, it's a lot more common than you think. I've never done that though. But when you're in a teaching field, you have to be ready to change a child's entire perspective. Because that that teacher did a pretty good job like getting off that subject and like not making you any more angry than you already were, along with another kid. Like that's 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 two v one on something you can't talk about. So, like, at home you got to teach a kid about science, and if you're religious and if you're Christian especially, that science and Christianity do not conflict. There's parts of science that are stupid. There's parts of Christianity that are also just as stupid. 
but there aren't that many ways that they actually conflict. It's just, you think that there are a lot and you make it up. It's all in your head, but their science and Christianity in turn actually help each other in ways to prove and disprove things. And so far science hasn't disproven this Christianity yet. So I'm chilling. Even if it did, I, I'd still be yeah. a Christian probably. Like I, I have no reason to not believe in it. I'm an embarrassing child. Like I think about that a lot. Like I really said that with my full chest. The big oh. bang happened in seven days. That's my compromise. <laughs> That's my compromise. No words. I'm the teacher now. <laughs> I, I hate myself like I I really said that and I can't believe like to this day like if I was that teacher I'd been like all right class moving on you know um I understand you believe that Serena but this is what the textbook says let's just let's just go off that like and then ever since then I just I never brought up like like what I knew about like religion <laughs> in school again because like You're traumatized i i can't like because like imagine but, hearing that in a college class oh and you hear that like oh did they just say that like i think I have, exactly actually. chloe i think exactly. i have really i'm just like I thinking think about oh my like i was just thinking that if somebody says that and then it's just gonna be like you have to keep backing up with evidence and evidence and then I'm just thinking of like the teacher just being like frustrated but then like the person who's saying it has like all this like evidence and so like empowered and everything and I'm just gonna just like sit there and watch just like I talked about up. that in college <laughs> though at one point in like my anthropology class like we were talking about like religion and science mm -hmm. and like I'm not even gonna lie like my professor did a super good job because he was like like the earth like um if it were tilted like a certain degree like we would burn up mm -hmm. and they were like how how could science explain that nobody can explain mm -hmm. that and they were like only god can and i was like i got a point yeah. like, like what yeah there's a like, whole bunch of apologetics about stuff like that like the entire universe being made how it was the galaxy being how, uh, being how it was like mm -hmm. the level of perfection mm -hmm. it is it is everything is too perfect to be a coincidence and coincidences aren't supposed to happen mm -hmm. so that means that there is a higher power may may it be god or some other higher power but mm -hmm. there's something in the works that is beyond human comprehension. <laughs> That's big bang theory. The big bang theory. Like drop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but talking about religion so, so much, uh, institutionalized religion, I think, is stupid. Institutionalized religion is oppressive, suppressive, and dangerous. Um, like, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Um, what does that mean? What? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> institution, is it institutionalized religion? Yeah. yeah. Religion being taught in schools. Oh, okay, okay. So oh, that's, that's, in, a, in America, that. if you if you took A-push, you'd know about the Scopes trial. 
No. In Texas. Uh-huh. I think, I think it was study. Texas. <laughs> I passed the test, though. I did, too. And in Texas, <sighs> there was a, a, bio, a science teacher that was teaching Darwinian biology, like evolution, mm-hmm. in Texas, in a very conservative area of Christian you people started out in Texas, so. who didn't believe in evolution. So the school sued their teacher because he was teaching relig- uh, evolution instead of religion. He, he wasn't teaching about Adam and Eve. He was teaching about, uh, at some point, we were, we were fish people. We were, we were fish who decided to go on land after millions of years. And he got, got on trial, and I think he won. I forget how it went. But because of that, schools are allowed to teach what they want, how they want. And they still teach religion in public schools. And it's really dangerous to teach kids conservative Christianity. I didn't know in public schools. No. I know private schools. I didn't know public well, schools. Some places. And, you know, we're privileged to be in California because we learn a lot of history that other pe- places don't. Mm-hmm. In Texas... The Civil War wasn't started by the South. It started by the Union. Not the Union. Is the Union the North? You're asking I forget. the wrong person. America, that didn't pass. Um, I mean, Americans, Americans be doing Wait, too much. But anyway, the Civil War was essentially started by the North. What we're taught was that the, the North fought back against the South to free the slaves. But there's mm-hmm. more to that story I'm not going to get into. But different places teach different things and that's dangerous but at the same Dude, time that's so we, crazy but yeah, at the same crazy. time if we're all taught the same thing that is also dangerous because no one would be knowing anything else besides that if education oh was gosh. regulated no one would know anything about the world if education wasn't regulated there'd be too much to not understand i mean i shook it it's like going off of like the teacher teaching evolution that's kind of like already in high schools where we teach abstinence like like it it doesn't work mm-hmm. it literally does not work mm-hmm. so it just makes no sense like like even in like church school too like i just remember like the idea of like waiting for marriage like waiting until marriage and i'm just like are you dumb or are you dumb well, that's also real. Some people sometimes it's religion too. So, <laughs> yeah. but it just like to me, it just like like I know in my high school, like one person was trying to have an initiative of having like a free health clinic, mm-hmm. and I know another school in Hayward had it. You know, and I just didn't see the problem of that. Like, you're just why aren't we teaching children? Not children. Let me let me rephrase that. Why are we not teaching teenagers safe sex? Like. We have, like, it's a pandemic of, like, teen pregnancy. So, obviously, your teaching of abstinence is not freaking working. Mm -hmm. So, just pass out a condom. There's not a problem. You know, if anything, like, at least it's there. Yeah. You know, and kids are going to take it if it's there. Mm -hmm. Or, like, just the idea of, like, Planned Parenthood, too. Like, people are, like, it's an abortion clinic. Like, yes. Oh, my God. They do abortions. But they do other things. They too. do more. 
they help detect like breast cancer and like oh there's so many more oh my- important things you guys another um knock moment for serena um so when I was at my church school, I'm a little embarrassed, so I'm going to cover my face when I say this. <laughs> um, when I was in my church school, in order to confirm, so that's like one of the sacraments, you had to go to the Walk for Life march. No. And oh, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know what, that, what, what I was walking for, and I was walking to oh, end abortion. What is- <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like, bro, like that's I will crazy. hate myself for like the I rest of my life. That. Like, like that's what we did. Like that's what we had. Like I, like I did that. Like, and I'm, but an you didn't know advocate. Yeah, but like it was, like that was, like even like when I during that time I was just like if a woman wants to have an abortion she should have an abortion period. Mm-hmm. But they were saying like if you do not do this you will not get your sacrament of confirmation Um, and my parents were like you're doing it because you need to get confirmed and I was just like what the heck like I just didn't understand the like what it was until like we were getting older Mm -hmm. until I got older I was like that's crazy because I really did that like like it you know never again you will never see me there if anything, I would be fighting against that walk because what? Like, like it's really a thing. Like, it was a huge thing. Like, there were so many people, like, doing this walk because yeah. they wanted abortion to end. Like, I'm so confused now. Like, there, I didn't have to do anything like that to confirm. Like, I, it was, what? That's yeah. so messed up that they said that you have to do it in order to confirm because clearly I didn't need to do it and I confirmed. So I that's another thing that I don't understand is that they require different churches require different things for the same mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. In the Philippines, you can get confirmed in like two days. That's what I hear. Like you can get non-pe- communion and confirmation in the same day. And I'm like, pay like $150 just to take the freaking classes and then like all that what and then it takes like two years to get confirmation Mm -hmm. are you freaking kidding me so like that's why I'm like okay no this is um this is something else like something's not right here that's when I oh yeah the numbers are making sense but is it like that for Christianity like I mean I don't like what like when you hear our stories is it like do you guys have that, or you're like, no, 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 no? Because I've heard Christianity is actually like an e- more easygoing compared to like Catholicism. Catholicism. Well, the problem with Christianity is because there's so many there's Protestants, which is mm-hmm. what I am, but I'm Methodist. So that's Explain. one. What does that mean? It's it's literally just one out of like 150 different denominations. Denominations, just different groups. Mm-hmm. So you have like Baptists, you have First Presbyterians, or like the Church of Christ, or other ones. Methodist was just made by some dude called named John Wesley, and he just wanted a more community-based Christianity, where you like mm-hmm. you pray with like a group of friends, and like you, you just have people that 
love God with. But mm-hmm. um, how I got confirmed was first I need to get baptized. And then when I'm old enough, you get confirmed for faith. Meaning mm-hmm. that because they know that a lot of children are baptized at birth, you don't have a choice. So yes. when you're 18, you choose to get baptized again. Mm-hmm. And you have to get accepted by the church and have the church acknowledge you that you can take their will as a church and continue your faith without going to church. And But what I did was different. I just got baptized and acknowledged. Other pe- other Christians have to go to a class when which they took for like two days, and they had to mm-hmm. write a. I think they had to write a paper, and then they got baptized again. So it's even in the same denomination, it's still different. Like there is no regulation. But mm-hmm. now, because I am confirmed, I am affiliated with the entire Methodist congregation. Mm-hmm of this area but because i went to camp i'm affiliated with the methodist groups around the world (laughs) so it's really confusing like i were i guess well my question is like is christianity like super intense as catholicism i guess that depends i know a lot of baptists that are really conservative and hardcore but also really stupid because uh, the one that taught, the one that told me to hate gay people, was my aunt, who was a mm. Baptist. So I was like, "Are all Christians like this?" But then again, like here I am, I'm learning about other religions. So like in 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 another Christian's eyes, that's blasphemy. Like I know just as much Buddhism than I know about Christianity. Mm-hmm. So it's relevant. It's relevant. It's relative. Your faith in Christianity is totally relative. And I guess in that case, in, compared to Catholicism, it is a, a lot more lax. Yeah, like, I remember, like, throughout school, like, um, like during, like, Lent season, like, I couldn't eat meat, mm. you know? And, like, everyone would look at me weird and they're like, why can't you, like, why can't you eat meat, like, on this day or something? And I'm like, oh, I'm... I'm and and like I uh, I'm Catholic, and then I would always be mad because I didn't know like the difference between Catholic and Christian. I just thought they were the same, mm-hmm. you know, like they just believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, how come you don't gotta do it? Like, don't you go to church? Like, what? <laughs> like I was just mad because like I just couldn't eat. Or like, like what? Like even now, it's still sometimes like. Like, I know my grandparents are very serious about it. They're like, you can't eat meat. Like, no meat. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to eat beans anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So I would not want to raise my children in that, like, oppressiveness. Because it's too much. Like, if they told me, if I was told my kid had to do a walk for life thing, I was like, you're telling me what? Because that ain't happening. Point blank period. Mm-hmm. Also, to introduce your children to religion also is to protect other people. Because you know how like Muslims and, and Jewish people can't eat pork? I think Jewish people can eat pork. I know Muslims can eat pork. Mm-hmm. I think. I might be totally lying, but 
I think I I took a religion class. Could be wrong too, but I think it's like shellfish and pork. I don't know about the shellfish one, but all I know is is pork because swine is is tainted, which is really weird. But anyway, like Mm -hmm. growing up. I met some people who just couldn't eat pork. And I was like, why aren't you eating that? It's like, oh, can't eat pork. I was like, why? I'm religious. I'm like, oh, okay. Don't want to accidentally feed you pork and like ruin your entire life. Oh, yeah. I was so scared of that because I, because, you know, us Filipinos, we have like a big pig, like the lechon. Yeah. And sometimes like people, because, you know, I don't, but you know people are like curious like oh what is that and then like they want to try it and then I'm just like I don't know why but I somehow knew that like because I had like a few friends kind of aware and I always had like this like I'm so scared that I might feed somebody pork and they're not supposed to eat it and Mm. I just get so scared when you said you like you had a pig or pig I I thought of like oink oink like a physical (laughs) like a live pig Oh. But I know what the tone is. <laughs> like, for the whole time, like, I was picturing, like, a pig. Yeah. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, that's so cool. I should have a pig. Like, I'm a- <laughs> I'm heck a week. I got it now. Oh, oh not like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, literally, I'm thinking, like, a physical yeah. pig, you know, like, oink, oink, really do. Um, okay. talking about culture... <laughs> Growing up, did you guys feel, like, out of place? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Like, my, yo, so, uh, like, in kindergarten, like, I, I guess I was, yes, I'm, I was born in America, but I was, like, a fob fob. Like, <gasps> I didn't, like, like, I, I didn't really know English like that, you know, because I was always with my grandparents, or, I don't know if this, like, they, they have this in, like, your guys' native tongue, but like dramas, like Korean dramas, but it's in your native tongue. So like I would watch a Korean drama, but it would be spoken or like dubbed mm-hmm. in Vietnamese. So I was like really good at Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. And they put me in like speech class, like in, when I was in kindergarten. Mm. And like, I just didn't get it. Or I just always felt like different. Like just like the lunch mm-hmm. I would bring, like it would be like different compared to like white people lunch or just like a school lunch because I would have like, mm-hmm. Like, kids being vegetables, you know? And I'm over here with, like, my rice and, like, my shredded pork. Um, Like, in high school, like, I didn't really care about it as much because I was just, like, it's my lunch. I don't care. But, like, I would eat, like, rice and, like, not rice, like, noodles and fish sauce. Mm. And I would always just kind of, like, be cautious or, like, wary. I'm not wary, but just, like, on alert where I ate it. And kind of who I ate it around, just because like a lot of people weren't used to that smell. Like I don't know yeah. why people think fish sauce smells deathly. Like I don't even. But maybe I'm just like like sensitized. What, yeah, sensitized to it. Like I don't smell anything. Like if you ask me to smell durian, yeah, I smell it. I love durian. It's good. I just eat it frozen, so I don't smell it. Oh, I I love I get I, I have the genes for the good smell. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of superior. I remember you, know? you telling me that, like, like some people smell like feet and socks, but yeah. some people smell like something sweet. And I was like, I taste sweet, 
but not mm. no. I smell what you taste. But I still eat it. Like I don't yeah. like. Yeah, like I wouldn't like <laughs> if I was going to like a, a barbecue. Like, am I gonna bring durian? Like, no. You know. I would. But if I was going to my family's house, like, would I bring durian? Yes. Mm. But yeah, I I did feel different. It's just like growing up. Um, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of, like, Asian culture is just the idea of, like, respect, mm. you know, or just, oh. like, even though I, like, I get irritated sometimes because, like, people don't get it. Like, even though I'm 21, like, yeah, I still ask my parents, like, hey, I'm leaving the house or something because it's mm-hmm. a respect thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. if they say no, I'll think about it, but I mean, I'm, am I going to go? Yeah, but mm. it's just, like, something... So white white girl, right? And she's like, "Why do you yeah, guys like your parents or something?" And I'm like, the... "What? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's just like cultural things that like people didn't understand and get, and it was just hard mm-hmm. to like let's say I was having like a problem with my family. They're just like, I don't understand like why you're upset, and I'm just like, <sighs> maybe it's because you're not family oriented. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's what it is. Like you're not family oriented." Mm-hmm. But what about y'all? Shoot. Oh, I'm all too familiar with that that respect aspect. Like I uh something that like I talked to like the other interns about. It was like really serious, but I'm not gonna get so into it so that it's not like that. But it's just I grew up where my family talked a lot of crap about my family and I couldn't take it at one point and it was sometime in high school I think I was a junior and I was just fed up for 16 17 years I've already heard all these families say the same over and over and talking crap and I was just so sick of it because you're supposed to respect them you can't say anything against what they're saying because you're being disrespectful or mm-hmm. um, you simply like explaining something so that they get the correct side it's disrespect mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. I, for so long I like bit my tongue so that I wouldn't you know have to face getting in trouble or putting my parents in like like trouble too because I'm being disrespectful yeah. so it wasn't until, like, junior year where I was just, like, fed up. I was like, screw this. Like, I, I can't take it anymore. Why do you, el- like, elders get away with doing what is wrong? Your big children, literal big children that can't, like, communicate and can't, like, take things when, you know, it should just be taken. Like, you, you can't take, uh, what's it called? Like, the truth. You can't mm. take the truth. They literally cannot handle the truth because they don't want anything other than their truth. And so I straight up just confronted them. I confronted that specific family member. And I just remembered how terrified I was because in their eyes, they're going to see a disrespect. But the first thing that I did when I confronted them was I clearly stated, I am no way trying to disrespect you. And if you take it as disrespect, that's on you but this is how I feel and you need to respect how I feel. Even though I am younger than you, it's not fair. Why should I be treated unfairly because that's how you feel to like, I don't know, feel powerful or something. 
like feel superior. I don't get it. So I, I kind of strayed away a little bit when it came to respect after that moment because even the adults around me started acting weird because they realized, like, I guess I was out of the brainwash of, oh, I need to respect everybody who's older than me. I guess they kind of were shocked that the girl that they knew as a baby actually had a voice and can speak out against them and so terrifying. So, yeah, I, the whole respect thing, it's kind of out of there now. It's, it's freaking a home run out the freaking park because now I, now they know that how I feel and I don't do like, there's this thing called like manopot for Filipinos where you have to like take their hand and then like put it to your forehead as a way of like respect. And so it's called like blessing. So, you know, I stopped asking for that from those specific people because I don't need the respect. Mm -hmm. I was like, point blank period, you're done. You don't deserve respect no more. But, yeah. You're so bold, girl. I don't think I can ever do that. Like, um, now that I thought about it, like, I feel different because I'm, I don't know if it's my shock, y'all. I, I know this is normal in Filipino culture. Yeah. But, like, when I was young, like, everybody called me fat when I was a kid. And everyone called me dark skin, like, mm. as I was a mm. kid. Me like, too. I was in the. Mm. Bro, too much in the sun, bro. <laughs> yeah, I used Wait, to be darker no, than this. Yo, me, 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 me too. <laughs> <sighs> Man. But yeah, like I was called like dark skin. Like my family, like my family would joke that I was Cambodian. Oh, like let's I go. Let's go, cousin. I, I literally like when I like I remember in elementary school, like the janitor thought I was Filipino. Mm. Like everywhere I go, people are like, "Are you Filipino? Are you Tagalog?" Like. Are like, you Tagalog? Yeah, I, I like, had that too. Like, I remember, like, <laughs> going to my mailbox, and someone said, Filipina? You know, like, I can't say the accent, but, you know, y'all know. And I was just like, no, like, I already knew what that man was asking me. You know, but, yeah, like, I think, like, obviously, most most parents don't call their kids that. Most parents don't tell their kids to stay out the sun because they look so dark, mm. you know? But that was, like, a big thing. Like, that's actually, like, probably like my biggest pet peeve like i hate the idea of like fat like is it fat shaming yeah fat shaming like fat shaming your kids because one they're kids like you shouldn't be doing that anti-black like like they're growing up mm -hmm. still like they have so much room to change (laughs) but it was just like it was just so hurtful i felt that i felt that it like it's not normal because people don't call their kids fat. People don't mm-hmm. tell their kids to stay out of the sun. Like, I remember, especially when I did tennis yeah. in high school, I was in the sun. Like, I had gotten, like, extremely darker. Obviously, you're in the sun. Like, everybody in my family was like, you should quit tennis. You're getting super dark. No. And I'm just like, like, oh. Uh, okay, man. Like, what the heck? Like, what do you want me to do? But yeah, that was, that was the thing that made me feel extremely weird. Because school lunches, I don't really care about because it was good but it was just when i was in elementary school i grew up with i went to school with a lot of hispanic people and um some filipinos and some viets i was the only cambodian and 
But as a kid, like, you don't really think about race. I didn't. I just thought, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I have a Mexican friend. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. he's Mexican. Like, okay. Like, what of it? Uh, but, <laughs> and some and some black friends or some white friends, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I brought some food and, like, you know, the shrimp chips, they loved it. They loved the shrimp chips. They'd be like, I'd be like, I don't even know. I, I don't think I have the same brand as y'all, but uh, I'd be like, I'd be bringing a whole bag of shrimp chips and be like, hey, you want some? He's like, oh, yeah, shrimp chip. And then, you know those Bin Bin rice crackers? The one that, like, the little oval ones? Yeah, they, they those eat so those good. up, bro. All my friends mm -hmm. eat those up. And I, yeah, I didn't have a lot of Asian friends. But when I got into middle school, I learned what a Filipino was. <laughs> and and like they're like a new thing it, it really was it really was because no one no one talked about their race when they're when they were in elementary school like we were too young to care mm -hmm. and and even then like i just thought everyone was hispanic i'm dead i'm dead yeah. like you're either you're either asian or hispanic white or black or indian or, it. doesn't there, there are no subcategories of asian unless you're chinese you're either chinese or asian mm -hmm. and i just started learning about other asian groups <laughs> until middle school and i met like my philip my first filipino people but i already knew filipino people but it was the first time i realized they're filipino they asked me like hey are you filipino i was like no cambodian and like what the hell is that I'm like oh you don't know it's, it's, it's right here and i show them on a map <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they're like i didn't even know that country existed dude well i don't think you knew a lot of things existed because all you could think about is chinese people so man, i hate that bro everybody says dude, oh honestly, you're asian though. are you chinese oh you're what are you what are you what are you what are you dumb is that your race you're dumb but but that's oh, so true though because you know it, i don't know if it's the same for other asian cultures but like for us Filipinos, they always show light skins, and then they're always mm. like half. They're half white, they're half Chinese, they're half Australian, they're half this, they're half that, and they're really, really light skinned. And it's just, it's crazy how colorism heavily affects Filipinos. Like, I know growing up, my grandma called me Black Beauty. She was like, yeah, you're the darkest. Like, out of all, like, our family, you're the darkest, so you're Black your black beauty and i was just so shook because for so long i the 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 th like the thought of it there being a beauty it was like i i already knew it was like a backhanded compliment like i already mm -hmm. felt like it was like such a slap in the face mm -hmm. and then i was just so mad at my grandma all the time because she kept saying it and kept saying it and kept saying it and then i remember growing up i would watch all like these shows and i'd be like why is there nobody looking like me? Like, you know, dark skin, mm -hmm. like, where'd they all go? And then she'd be like, you know, I, I don't know. They, we like fair skin. We like white, we like light skin. That's why we get like glutathione and, and all those face whitening soaps. And she would even buy me those. Like, I get that it, it's not her fault that they see it that way. It's just how they grew up and like we live in. It just sucks. Cause then, it, as Filipinos, I feel like we can never actually get a, a real image of like a Filipino. It's always somebody lighter or somebody half. And then that's like mm -hmm. where I, I, I kind of lost my identity real quick. I'm like, wait, what? Like, 
I was always so confused because there were so many light skins and nobody dark skinned on TV. And once I, man, I was so ambitious when I was there. I was like, I'm going to be an actor one day in the Philippines and I'm going to be that dark Filipino on TV. And like, that's what I told myself. I mean, now obviously I'm not doing that, but it's just, it was crazy because I wanted to prove my grandma wrong. Like, dark skinned Filipinos can be on TV. Dark skinned Asians, period, can be on TV. Yeah, like, join PCN. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that makes me so Period. Join PCN. I... We need more girls. Join PCN. <laughs> but are you doing PCN? I am. Go you. Um, I as y'all as you saw during their last pop up. Um, I can't dance. Oh no, I'm I'm doing the acting. Oh well, I can't do either. Me but... neither. But here I am. I'm so scared. But anyway, same thing with Cambodians. Cambodians, the the darker you are, the more evident it shows where you're from. And mm-hmm. my family's from the village. The village, the farming villages, the rural rural places. My mom is too, mm-hmm. but she's really light. And like, she's like, uh, she looks like Sassy. Like her, her skin color is like Sassy. So it's like, for how dark I am, it's like, it came out of nowhere. But, uh, (laughs) I feel you, bro. But, um, I I would be called, I'd be called a lot of derogatory words. Like, I wouldn't even be called by my name. They call me Blackie. They, oh my god! They called me. They 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 they'd uh, weight shame me because I was really skinny. But I wasn't really. I wasn't even that skinny. But like I am skinny, so they they also did that too. Um, uh, I have been called Filipino a lot, so that that kind of hurts sometimes. Because I want to be. I want to be Cambodian. I like being dark, but to be like put down and being called like mm-hmm. not even your name really sucks especially as a child like i grew up with that with like not even your ethnicity yeah that would hurt me so like oh you're filipino and especially like how much time i spent with filipino people i'm like they're like oh you're filipino mm-hmm. like i felt like i got disowned by my own family when they called me filipino i was like oh, oh but here um, we are i'm in a filipino club what can i do i, I joke about it like <laughs> Oh my god, y'all! Like this is obviously like not funny, like very serious, very serious. But like, my family would just joke that like I was found in the trash can, mm. um, because I just I was just so dark and like, mm. like when I think about it, when I was younger, I didn't see like a problem. I didn't see an issue because it was it was more of the fat that was an issue to me compared <laughs> to my skin, you know, um, you know, like which is like the lesser of two evils. But, like, I do remember, like, one time, like, I went swimming. Or, like, whenever I would go swimming, like, everyone would always be like, Serena, wear, like, a big hat, wear, like, a big shirt. So, like, I didn't get dark. Or, like, after, like, swimming, like, I remember, like, like the loop, is it loop What do you call it? The, the, the thing I, you use is body wash. the one that you scrub? Yeah. yeah. That one? Yeah. You right? scrub on your body? Yeah. Yeah. Lupa? Okay. So, like, I remember, like, after like swimming like I would literally like scrub like my that's literally what I would do because I just I didn't like that I was being called dark you know or I just I didn't like it was something I couldn't help because like literally if you my sister's about to join pasta so if you see her you won't think we're sisters you won't know we're sisters you only know because you'll see our last names 
mm-hmm. you know but like she is like very light-skinned so is my mom if anything like my dad's a little darker but I'm like I'm the darkest in the family you know mm-hmm. and um it was like it still kind of is hurtful like I hate like everyone like I don't know how to say it in um in like English like I don't really know what the translation is it's just like she's dark as that like AF like that's literally what like mm-hmm. like like it's okay. just like dark like like um like like black like literally like the color black like, that's what they, yeah like not even that like that's how they compared my skin like to the color black mm-hmm. and like that like just made me feel left out because everybody in my family was always calling me like dark skinned or just making fun of my skin mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. while everybody in my family was like extremely light skinned and pale yeah. like the only person that was dark in my family was my aunt's wife wife not I me mean, my aunt's husband who's cambodian but even i was darker than him <laughs> see you are my cousin serena i probably know that guy <laughs> you know so crazy though anti-blackness in the community in Asian community, in Asian community, it's, oh, really bad. it's, a it's so yeah. bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like yeah. I didn't know. I learned. I forgot where I learned this, but somewhere, some workshop, somewhere, I learned that um, people thought, looked down heavily on dark skinned like Asians because they knew that those people were poor because they would have worked in the in like the rural areas the farm rural areas yeah and that they would get dark because you know they're in the sun and they're like planting and all of that and then that they're poor and like the light side other people do stuff for them and i was just like got me messed up like are you kidding me like that's really how they thought dark skin you're poor oh you're light skin you're freaking rich you're probably really rich i'm like Mm mm-hmm I can't believe that people saw it. It just, it makes me so mad. It makes me so, so mad. Okay. I'm serious. We've been going on for a very long time. Yes. I think it's been like two hours. <laughs> so, it's so. Like two hours. <laughs> let's, Sorry, wrap this, let's, let's wrap this up with, um, <laughs> with a, a message for the world. What do you guys have to say? This is so hard. We talked about so many topics, and I can't stick to one. The education system needs to do to do better. Mm-hmm. Parents need to do better. Um, and that's it. That's all I have to say. Gina, signing out. <laughs> oh. <Are we? laughs> um. Spread all the love that you can, and never hate. Mm. And educate those around you. That's all. Period. Chloe signing out. <laughs> Y'all know that one commercial where it's like education connected something something. Get connected for free. Ed- free with education connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to connect <laughs> with that education. We need to fix the system. Yes. We need to fix fix families, fix schools, mm-hmm. and then with that you fix the world. Mm-hmm. Snap. Snap. Now you gotta say signing out. My name is Y'all Shining Out. Um and that was that was kid stuff. Thank you for listening. 
This is Communication, a Coyle Guy podcast. That was a terrible outro. It's okay. I, it I think 